Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Press record. It's okay. My rotors are thick. Turn those rotors. <laughs> turn those rotors, Art. Turn those rotors. Let me see you turn those Wait, rotors. Wait, Warren, it sounds like you have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop the recording and start over. Just go. You Give me a stop and start. Jackals. I was that's PG thirteen jackass. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. My name is Brian, and I'm a jackal. I want you to know that this is the first time that we have all four recorded in this space together by ourselves. Wait, is that yes? Is that for real? We though? had Ali here the first time, yeah, which was fine. That yep. was a great podcast. Then you broke it in. Couldn't make it on one for two, two in a row, and then I couldn't make it for the last one, right? With Ted, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys were down south, and there's all this stuff, and didn't have. Lane's been sleeping here every night. Yeah, dude. He's, He's got the mezzanine going, four bunk beds. I came here today. See, I got rid of the chairs. Oh, oh yeah. that? how do you been killing it? By the way, Lane's huh? been setting this up. I text uh, William and said, "Hey." Thanks for letting us borrow these chairs. Is there somewhere I could, you know? Recording live from the, the old Wrigley building. Of in course. Kansas, by the way. We, I feel like we're not great about including that in the beginning. I know. I, I, we need to get better. It says it in our little bio thing when I release podcasts. Oh, nice. Good. good. So it says, uh, I, what do I say? Recorded live to SD card from the old Wrigley building. I like it. Uh, and this is also home of uh, Morning Motors at the old Wrigley building. Dude, right. first ever Morning Motors last weekend. Yeah. Well, first, at this or location. sorry, at this location. Yes. Second yeah. ever Morning Motors. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get into that. You know, it's not a big deal. Well, in theory, it's always been Morning Motors. We just never mentioned it. Exactly. Yeah. It's Can I correct you guys, actually? Um, it's DWA, DWA Morning, morning Motors. Mm-hmm. If you just do hashtag Morning Motors. Oh, there's that one. It's weird not one. really going to tap into, you know, the what vein that is DWA Morning yeah. Motors. It's going to be a bunch of pictures of hot rod engines. Does the DWA MM do anything for us? I mm. kind of love the MM. I like Dude. it. It's nice and easy. But then when you read it out, it's mm. Dwam. And it's like, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. It D-wham. can be a hashtag of it, but I think... Yeah. Then yeah, someone won't know what. It yeah, is. I you think gotta, you have to. Spell how about it DWA Mornmote? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> how about Momo? Momo. Momo. DWA Momo. No, that's no, no, not good. Momo. We're just footballing um, here. I, now that we're pronouncing things and names, uh, I noticed your Sockanies over there. How do you pronounce that? Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah? Is it Sakani's trainers? I, I say Sakani's. I've always said Sakani's, which is right. a terrible name. It's a weird one, isn't it? Native like American? first you put your on your socks, and then you put on your Sakani's. Oh yeah, that's true. You put oh, them all the way up to your, knee. to your knees. That's what, how you do it. Yeah. Socks to knees, then Sakani's. Yeah. That is. Yeah. I mean, they're '80s shoes. '80s socks to knees. Is, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. That's probably where yeah stemmed from. But I'm not the guy to ask. I do not look up the correct pr- pronunciation of stuff like this. Yeah. So. It looks like you're going to go run with Michael Sarah when you wear those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Those are grippy. Really? Have you seen underneath? They look they fucking buckly as ice. Dude, I underneath they've got some I, uh, I made some comment today. So the Winding Road on Instagram posted a minivan 
And I was like, first comment immediately, sure. like, yes, well, listen here. I, safe I first saw. comment. Listen <laughs> here, driving while awesome. So then uh, the winding road ended up looking at my uh, Instagram feed and made a comment on my uh, uh, that my Saucony post. And they, 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 and they liked a bunch of stuff on DWA and yeah. commented on there. Yeah. The winding road is legit. They I, legit, but I... It used to be... No. Yeah, it's good. Davis is it still good? Oh, wait, what? Was it David E. Davis? No, we're talking no. about something different. Winding Road is no, track Davis. day stuff. Oh, wait. Oh. Wait, what? They, they, you sign up for an email list. They sell. No, no. It was an online magazine. Online magazine, The Winding Road. The, yeah. the nicest car And magazine. it was really nice. Like, it would flip through the pages. And the photos were awesome. Yeah. And, um, and it's that same logo. That does sound familiar. It's that same logo, too. Is it? Yeah. It was almost. I kind of forgot there, uh, about this. Maybe they stopped making the magazine. I think. I think. I think it's probably stuff. Yeah, I think. Huh. And because now they have like actual brick and mortar stores. I think they have one in uh, in Texas, and you know they sell all this gear, and and it's like e-commerce too with all the gear online, and they're hmm. even like peddling race cars and listing for you know listing for sale and all that, hmm. doing builds. Hmm. Yeah, because it was was it weekly, Warren, or was it monthly, or what I think was it? Was that? Weekly, weekly, yeah, and it was like it was like it looked very high quality. It just absolutely, and it would turn the pages for you when you clicked it. That does it sound familiar. That was a little while ago, a yeah. long time, like yeah. at least ten, eight years, ten years ago. Yeah. Ten years yeah. ago? Yeah. yeah, it was very high quality. Almost, Anyways. I was about to say almost as high quality as uh, Santa Cruz Drivers Club. Right. Mm. Sadly, it never reached to that level. But Didn't quite get to the page turning. We aspired. That was. A I remember that spot. one article. It was. Uh, was it an SL six hundred and F three fifty five? Yeah, uh, five hundred or five hundred. Yeah, 500, yeah. 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 That, was, that was a good piece. F one. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did a piece on the Bristol Cone Rally too, right? That's right. Yeah. Is that blog spot still up? It's still up. You know, I had it's scdc. Yeah. com, and I had, uh, I had someone email me. Um, about the domain and said, uh, are you interested in selling it? We are a Scottish line dancing club in New Zealand. Whoa. <laughs> we really like to, to use it. And I said, well, I happen to be Scottish and I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, how can you <laughs> deny someone like I'm that? I'm not interested at the time. And he's like, oh, that'd be great if, you, if you're ever in New Zealand, come and check us out. But we understand. What was nice. the offer though? I don't know. Nothing. That's worth a trip to New Zealand. <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought so. Not so I'm Scotland. going. So I'm going next week. Scottish dancing in Scotland? No, but Scottish dancing in New Zealand. <laughs> There's a Scottish Count line me dancing. In. Something yeah. I never even knew existed. Kiwi Scottish line dancing. Yeah. And Weird. they they wanted uh, they wanted an online presence. <laughs> free balling. A lot of free balling. So now what free what do they what do they have to get now? What's their address now? It's Scully. Yeah. <laughs> Scully did. <laughs> SCDC.com. I mean, that's pretty good. I don't know if it's getting a domain with blogspot.com. Santa Cruz Drivers Club. Yeah. Geo It's cities. probably all spelled out. Cities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's prodigy.net. No. Uh, I think it's still up. I haven't looked at it in a while. I don't know, man. I I mean, they, they, those guys wouldn't reach out to you if it was too specific, right? I, it, I, maybe it was my. Here's my email, scdclub at yeah. gmail. STD club? SC. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Anyhow, it's out there. Yeah. So, dude, Morning Motors. Morning Motors. Went off without a hitch. I can't wait to hear. You're going to talk for a long time, Art, because you have to tell this long story about how you almost died. In, oh, no, no, I'm car. not going to talk about that. Uh, but we we already kind of went over with Ted, <laughs> with Ted, Ted Gushu and Ted Gushu. Was the year? Yeah, and we Gishu. talked about and we, we talked talk about, about Morning about Motors, Motors a little. Some highlights. Yeah, 
props to Alta Coffee for opening their doors for yeah. everyone that came in. Delicious. Right. How yeah. did uh, Ted like it? I mean, or did he have a good time? He came in right at the end, yeah. but he definitely, he was super stoked on uh, Vandalay's um, Volvo B90 LS wagon, swap, yeah. LS swap wagon. So yeah, I just kind of, I gave him a tour of the car, just kind of showed him what it was. And then he went all out on the photogs. Uh, he took a bunch of pictures of it and then Drew let him drive it. I guess uh, they went with Lane. I actually don't know that part of the story, but I think they went and got food somewhere. Yeah. After it, after Moaning Motors, we went to Moreno's, oh. grabbed some Alpastors. I told them they had to get Alpastor. Nice. First timers at Moreno's. I think that's kind of a must. Uh, we got some chips and salsa. Told him not to be shy of the salsa. You oh, know, yeah, kinda, he did. Uh, <laughs> By the way, Lane, I think, might hold the record for most salsa consumed during he a burrito. He just dumps it on there. It's like a full cup yeah. every bite. It's just so good, dude. I like it's to good. fill it so it's like a, <laughs> yeah. a bowl, like a soup on top of the burrito. Like so you, you take a bite it and then it's like a... Like a and then he volcano. That. I fill it as no, much as I you can. Pin, right, you take a bite and then you pinch it to open it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And then you and I fill it as much like as I can. I, so I didn't know you like sandwiches that much. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to Midtown Verve Coffee. Dope. And uh, consumed some coffee. I think Ted was uh, very jet lagged or something or hung over and he, he had, had been all over the place. He had yeah. two coffee. He had like two coffees in a row. Nice. In a ten minute period of time. Yeah. That's good after a cars and coffee. Hard like, so happy to hear that. All right. Yeah. Well no, good. dude, I mean he freaking I mean, we were supposed to roll down together in this in um, I borrowed Gen's three sixty five uh, GT four BB and uh you know we had hung out the night before we went to the tonga room you know world oh, famous such a cool spot. i don't know rad spot i mean it's one of, the, one of the most iconic san francisco yeah, cars and uh we had a great time there and he he had been on the road for a while or in the air i should say he had just come from europe and went to straight to san jose to shoot this uh tennis event and we ended up hanging out that night and then the following morning you know we we're gonna drive down and so um you know whatever he overslept and we we're just trying to like you know sync up and he you know he ended up still coming down he ubered all the way down from the city uh but um i mean i was just happy to hear that he's he's uh he was getting caffeinated and, and getting woke you know what i'm saying that is not what that means those are two yeah. different things <laughs> <laughs> evidently I mean, this is like the old guy trying to be hip yeah yeah, yo, yo. yeah. um but yeah that, that's cool. yeah i taught him all about like discrimination and all this stuff so oh, sweet. he's all good now he's woke nice <laughs> but yeah that was a good show yeah we we um got to hang out for a bit and he did uh check out the 993 safari which he really liked as well oh, yeah. homeboy car i drove it oh yeah. you drove it yeah. oh yeah 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 so, so unfortunately i so to start the story i said from across the parking lot, i said hey pete i'm gonna sit in your 993 and i don't think you really heard me but he saw me getting into it and then he ran over holding the key out like here, go he's drive so it. He's so cool. Sweet. He's super, super nice guy. He's and, been waiting. Uh, he's like pushing it. Like he wants us to drive this. I know. Thing. I know. I feel like he's kind of built it just for our events. <laughs> I want to uh, check it out. Like selfishly, I think that's maybe what happened. To, uh, but, slide it around a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, those, those tires slide so do easy. that. Yeah, they, they slide and then they catch. But the thing is, he gave me the keys. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna. I have to move your seat. He's like, oh, it doesn't move. And he's like, he's a six, tall motherfucker. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's tall. Six dude. six or something. And I'm like, ah, and you're five one. I know barely five foot yeah and uh so i kind of had to hold myself with the wheel like um, yeah you know and actually once i kind of slouch low rider style i could do it um that car is so easy to drive such a yeah. fun pure and nothing first to do with this 993 is, experience for you no i've driven uh 993 turbo that's right yeah, oh. but, yeah guns. um 
it's very like i don't know it's it's just a very easy car to drive it's not intimidating at all mm. and not nothing to the suspension but he has it really well set up it's got like kind of like a race interior you know and and so it just feels very direct there's no bullshit and uh i just drove it around the block i didn't do anything mountain you super know, easy to drive around the block very easy to drive around the block but it, <laughs> it gets a ton of attention which i guess you would think that kind of makes sense because it has a huge rally light pod it's black it's lifted it's dirty it's loud dude uh hushy pushy got a rad shot of the just the wheel close up and he had this cake yeah. he has this caked on mud almost looks like a splatter drawing. dude it's yeah. so gnarly dude it's so like it's such a rad it would be a really cool like blown up as a poster yes that yeah picture. it's a weird natural it has a cool texture that to just it. occurred yeah it's yeah. a texture that's right yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, how good do those d90s look on a 99 they look great yeah, yeah. especially well you you got to have the big tires on right, though, right? i think that yeah. helps so he only has the it's not a modified suspension really he just has the the shocks um unscrewed to the top position and then he's got us spec springs so it gives mm. it enough room yeah to have these bf goodriches on it so it's it is basically a rally car but he said he's going to take it in to can't remember the shop name but somewhere in the peninsula and they're going to do actual elephant racing probably no well that might be what the parts they use but mm. it's the shop i can't remember but yeah he's going to get real deal suspension to make it uh proper but so he, uh, his he, car is cool because it's not too lifted too it's i know just like yeah it has this purposeful stance to it yeah and the fact it's a 993 i mean we mm -hmm. haven't it's the only one i know of other than actual race cars like zords yeah. and stuff mm. um anyhow super cool experience awesome Anything surprising about getting behind the wheel no but it does do that thing where around a turn if you kind of give it uh, a little bit of gas it wants to lean 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 and then it grips and you can feel mm. it so it's like the tire rolls a bit and then mm. it you're settled so i think you'd probably get used to that pretty quickly and so those are ko2s on there yeah I didn't, I didn't see, oh yeah mm -hmm. so very different from your uh yeah radial tas oh, yeah, eh? yeah. <laughs> totally different i mean a lot of a lot of sidewall and just ton of tread, tread yeah. depth. So, is it loud it's pretty loud yeah yeah i wonder if, the, if now that they're worn in they get loud because when i drove uh rick's safari uh g body uh that was an 89 car, um you know g body uh and yeah. It was so quiet on the on the oh, freeway. Well, like, I, I don't was know. Really surprised. I mean, it's just a loud car in general. So oh, I, I see. I so couldn't really. Just, yeah, I wasn't going highway speed. So. I was really surprised how quiet the tires My were. My PF Goodrich's on the Vanagon are really quiet uh, down yeah, the highway. It's really so. impressive. You yeah. would never guess that they're, they're great. Good. You look at the tires. tread and you're like, holy shit! I, I drove a uh, Rick's car. It got super slidey. Yeah, they it's on so every easy turn. I was just like pitching it. It's really fun. Yeah, because yeah, the like you know the limits are way lower and like just you have that much more give and mm -hmm. it's really fun. I can totally see just like why people obsess over them as like a daily just driving around town like just to mess around, just yeah. plow over everything and not be concerned about curves. I know. And, and although I think I'd be frustrated on a rally. Yeah, because you're trying to keep up, and you you're it's fun, but you can't get those. You can't be at those speeds without. I think so too. I yeah. I, I know I would for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, especially on the really tight twisty stuff. Like it's mm -hmm. like you want to you want to move. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like yeah, you don't you don't have that. I want grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool car though, and it's definitely cool. it's cool to have it as part of kind of like the extended DWA family. Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah, then uh, a bunch of 2002s showed up. That was cool. The line. Yeah. Eric Frills and all and a bunch of other guys. Uh, Bookended by E36 M3s. Oh yeah, cool. by a M M3 lightweight, and yeah. then a really nice 95. What's that red called? Mugello. Mugello red. red. I really like that color. Yeah. So there, but there was a full Volvo contingent too. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't remember exactly what we had, but it was some cool stuff. Tyler, Ryan, and then how yeah. about the M? They all rolled in at the same time too. The MR2 trio. Yeah, the so, all generations. Yeah, yeah, Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, all parked, all black. Yeah, um, all pretty so, good shape. It w- it's crazy to see how much room we have now, though. Like you know, I we know. had a good showing, but it's like we barely we barely fill up maybe half of the lot, maybe. But you <laughs> know what? There was like we were missing so many regulars. Yeah, I don't know why, but like part of the reason is it's I mean, I don't know if like we posted a few times, but like we didn't send an email out until yeah, the day I before. I don't think it, I don't I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe it's just oh, summertime. It on, people yeah. are busy. I think people. Yeah, Could it's be, like yeah. like Colin said he was going to come up from Santa Barbara and then there's like Ali wasn't there. Ryan was, yeah. you know, Portia yeah. Javius yeah. wasn't yeah. there. I like, hit up Derek for and see if he was going to bring the mirror and he's in Canada at a wedding. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. people are just kind of out of town. Brendan wasn't there. Like, yeah, there was like, there was just like a huge list. Like I kept thinking of people. Oh yeah. shoot. They weren't there. They weren't there. I was know? thinking that in the photos on Instagram, if the listeners haven't seen them, you can check it out. There's a solar panel array over these parking spaces and I was thinking that it would be great for weather, you know, oh, this is awesome. Like, even if it rains a little bit, we're pretty protected. But there's a gap where the rain drips down right in the middle because it was foggy that morning. And so there was drips coming through the yeah. the two panels where they meet. As a, did you see that yeah. too? Yeah, I didn't. The so cars, I was there. Oh, yeah, I saw it on the ground. Yeah, there the was cars little, were getting dripped on. Yeah. And so I was, I was like, there ah. when uh, Marty pulled up in the Cobra. <laughs> so he parked underneath because he's got no coverage yeah so he was looking for a little uh yeah it was a little you know, foggy uh and he said he pulled up and it dripped right down the back of his shirt <laughs> <laughs> so he backed up and moved it did we have a couple cobras two yeah. Two, right? yeah and they pulled up right at the same time nice yep yeah but good showing uh i think the next one will be even bigger and yeah uh but yeah i like the location I it like worked it out really well like, really like, good yeah. for photos. on the edge of town but uh-huh. very convenient yeah alta coffee is just like you know a tiny little walk it's separate so you almost have like two zones like you're mm-hmm. over by the coffee or you're in the thing and yeah and we're gonna really so yeah later we're talking about it like we spoke with the owners and we're, we're gonna tie it in so that'll there'll be a transition yeah so we'll have cars a in front cars of there yeah basically in front of the shop and then yeah. that building and next, next door to too because they're yeah. not there on sunday so yeah. you can yeah basically transition and it, yeah. it's obvious right because like i know they had kind of barely a sign yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really think that you know we could get it to be as cool as berkeley oh as cool <laughs> as berkeley huh alex came that's down. a pretty high bar i know uh, he came down in his his regular driver with his son, but he was stoked on it too. And oh yeah, that was so cool. partially because he used a pump track. There's yeah. a BMX pump track on site, so yep. if you're you know thinking about coming with kids or whatever, bringing your bikes. And there's bathrooms on site, like Alta Coffee has a bathroom, and there's porta potties in the parking lot. Like yeah. pretty key stuff for when you're going to one of these things, right? Yeah, I really like not the, a big the, deal, um, no big deal. But we had two trash cans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight. I thought there was going to be some. They uh, did get used too, by the way, guys. Yeah. Don't be a dick, signs. <laughs> I know we do need that. Oh, I thought you were. Yeah, Brian was talking about it. But I, I, I really like it for, for art. Uh, yeah, yeah, for backdrops. Yeah, it's art. Really, it should all, just say art. Don't be a dick. Yeah, you should yeah. totally do that. No, great yeah. for pictures. Like, like every direction. Like because yeah. even like that industrially kind uh-huh. of like all those like uh, the trailers in the background yeah. and then across the street. It's actually really dense oh, I with saw all one the trees. Picture, I think you posted uh, Santa Cruz logo. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, it's it's really good for photos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm super fun. stoked on location. It's rad. Yeah. I think I think it can like grow into something really cool, and we could bring in you know food trucks and yeah. we can do all kinds of stuff there. And there's so. also the the evening nighttime option, mm-hmm. which we've discussed. Yep, and there's the option of 
like leaving the cars there and walking down to Humble Sea yes. and Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing right. afterwards and getting food and everything right. and just or like Kelly's, yeah, making a whole day out of it. Yeah, dude, yeah. I didn't even think about this, but if we do any evening things, we could throw up our movie screen. Oh, now oh, we're yeah. talking, dude. The crackheads would love that. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if I wonder too. Like right, the way it worked now is everybody's putting cars in spots, but there's so much room that. You could kind of get creative too. Like you could give a oh, little more sure. breathing room. You could park in the middle. Dude, it's our lot. We can do whatever we want with it. I know. Like I think that that would be that would be that really would cool. Been a cool thing to to put them park down, down the, the center. center rather yeah. than the yeah, spots. I like yeah, that. we can do a lot of cool stuff. I was all that all you have to do is the first few people there mm-hmm. have to do it, and then everybody else. Will. I like that idea. Yeah, I did harass Warren because uh, he wasn't doing a very good job parking people. Well, um, that's you know, what, not what you do. It's <laughs> I'm just it's, kidding. Uh, <laughs> coffee. Like it's just it's yeah. You know, we're just so used to doing it for shows, and I'm like, what is this guy? Look at these noses don't like fucking line up. Uh, we could have we could have had it all in different groupings and far yeah. you know all spread out and stuff but for sure yeah. Uh, yeah definitely a good show we had a full skeleton section yeah oh, actually yeah. los skeletons but shane didn't park with them he uh, didn't that's right. but he was but nearby. he was one off he was yeah, like was yeah. he was the closest parking space yeah. like yeah to us divided and, by the and also, driveway. uh papa skeleton wasn't with you mm-hmm. he was Oh, he was with you. He with was like Volvo. right next door, right next he was, to, right next he was to in the line. Travis. He was uh, in the skeleton line. I saw a picture. It was just the three. No, uh, four, I mean that was probably four, earlier or something. Yeah, or that was probably later when he was gone or something. Okay. Well, yeah, I was right also that. to get um to do the little tours. People were really stoked on the space and getting into, I didn't here, get into the to building. Do that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, walked I around and like yeah, there were a lot of people taking pictures of the motorcycles in here and everything because I don't know if we mentioned it on the show before, but um the owner of the building is a is a big motorcycle guy and he has like this massive of like Ducati collection in here it really it's like is. all vintage like Italian like race and bikes and everything yeah. so like stacked on yeah. pallet uh, Canepa style stacker yeah for bikes yeah so it definitely adds to the space yeah. um yeah so pretty pretty cool stuff and then the day two days before oh uh, well I what? so I gotta no, bring huh? up one more time that uh the McLaren that I drove yeah, um, I wonder so about Jono's. Yeah. Oh, say one more time. Oh, you because I talked Ted. about it on the yeah on the Gashu podcast the TED talk. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Ted was but, great on the show, by the way. I was stoked that we had him on. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. super cool. Uh, you know, when the imp flying all over the place, it's like that he happens to be here at the right time. That's right. awesome. Um, but yeah, so it was like on that podcast, I had just gotten out of the car, and it literally blew my mind. I think, and I've had a little bit of time to process it, but. Um, for those who didn't hear that show, so John rolled up in his uh, 675 LT McLaren, you know, burnt orange or whatever. You know, I'm sure it's got a cool I think you're lava. right. I think it is burnt is, I orange. Lava. Is it, is it lava uh, I was just making something. I don't know. There is a lava one. I know there I is a lava that one, but this is yeah. equipped with the carbon roof and hood sc- or roof, roof scoop, roof scoop, which yep. is one of 50, I think. And well, it's like a 15,000 15, dollar. 15,000? 50, 50, yeah, maybe it is. $50,000 yeah. option. Dang. Yeah. Crazy. So long story short, I, like I literally, I, I feel like I came away from driving that car like a happier person. I feel like it changed my outlook on cars in general. <laughs> we do a lot of talking about, uh, you know, we, we preach about the whole analog car thing. Um, we also look down on uh, the progression of cars getting safer and heavier and less uh uh, less of a connected experience with the road. Um, and, uh, so we tend to gravitate toward like the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. And of course the vintage stuff. Um, and 
driving this McLaren was an eye-opening experience because it was it felt supremely analog like the way the power is delivered how light it is it the is visibility yeah, it has that one has a hydraulic direct, steering rack direct and, yeah and i don't even I, I don't even want to question even if it was electric steering like i don't know what magic is behind it but it is using all of current technology to be as best as it can and it's not over the top it is perfectly engaging and to me it's just a very it, it's just, just a heartwarming thing to discover that there is a manufacturer out there building a brand new car that is completely in line with everything that we love about cars except no clutch pedal i don't have that hang up yeah that car to me it, it's only more solidifying my perspective on this <laughs> like straight up it like reveals to me that like uh, manual transmission is for old school engines. Like this engine revs so fast and it's the same thing that I'm seeing like in Ruben's 997 GT3 RS. It all happens so quickly that you this allows you to take advantage and drive it like a normal car. If you have all the engine and everything moving so quickly with a manual transmission, it's just going to highlight the fact that it's such a big difference in shifting. And I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to like turn this conversation into just a manual versus automatic thing, but I will say that it more solidified my position that, uh, the, the new paddle shift stuff is just a glorious thing and shifting through those gears and downshifting through mountain roads. So basically I, I was sitting in the car. I just wanted to experience it. Jono was right there. Some somebody was walking by. I don't even know who it was, but they're like, "Throw him the keys." I don't even know who said this. And Jono gave me the keys, and he's like, "Yeah, if you want to take it around or whatever." So I around think the block. I think yeah, he, he said met, around he the, said block. the block. He, he called you. Yeah, he's and like, then where he, the hell is he it? like he like <laughs> five minutes later, he's like, "Dude, where the fuck's Brian?" I told him around the I, block. I, I don't know if he said block. Well, but I, mean, I think, I, think I got that. If, you know, as we're leaving, like I love it's Brian. Matt jumps in. Yeah. Brian that takes it to the. Matt jumps in, and I and as we're leaving the parking lot, like I I was saying to him out loud, like you know, I'm not sure what he meant about you know taking it for a little spin but you know i feel like we should just go check out these roads and so we went up you know and luckily with our location we're really you know just a few minutes away from really great sections um and uh it it was amazing and heartwarming and i have a a a brighter outlook on the future having driven that car well that is i mean well not everything is going to be like that, right? Like that car is known Not to everything. be. What do you mean? Like, well, I mean, because that's like a lightweight spec. That's like their yeah, and, race and it's version. not a hybrid. It's like you know, yeah, it's, and it's it's it's, it's four years drive. old now. It's yeah. So like, there's a lot of uh, people talk about that car as like, you know, some people talk about like the new McLarens being either too fast or too oh, really? whatever, and like yeah, the six seventy five LT being this like cherry spot worn oh. uh just like kind of what you're describing like what driving is per- that car? like driving perfection. 2016 so it's uh um i still haven't driven it john was like try to throw me the keys before and i just i mean I, i'll do it we'll all get into it eventually but uh but yeah i'm curious to try it i, I can own- barely fit in that car really like what how, what do you mean the once you get narrow. in oh really no, no. it is it's a pretty narrow seat it's too narrow and it's the smallest seat available Dude, I'm curious though. You so, know what's crazy about that car? Just I'll let you go. But so immediately getting out, it's like you got to take this thing on a track. Like you just have to feel. My that. next question was going to be around Not there. Not only that, the crazy thing to me is I wanted to take it on an autocross. Huh. Like it right. feels like the presence when you look at that car. 
long, low, wide, like just crazy super, you think supercar stuff, blasts uh, on the Autobahn and around a full circuit. But there's something that feels so light and so perfectly engaging and tossable with that car mm. that I I want to take it on a tight, super tight thing. Well, it's not a very the, big car. I mean, yeah, no, and I'm, it's super light. It weighs like I think they weigh under three thousand pounds. And you they definitely weigh like twenty, that. like right around three thousand, yeah. like twenty nine something. And I, it was just surprising to me looking at the car and then having that feeling like I wanted to take it autocross. It's I also a very that. very rigid chassis, like you know, killer suspension. I mean, it's it's a really special like driving car, right? Yeah. Um, the only thing is like, I think we can segue into the Lexus thing with this comment is that I almost feel like a car like that, it's too fast for the shit we do, not, but, dude. but, it, but you it manage is, to enjoy it. It is. But you it manage is. to dude, enjoy you're it. you're not safe. You're going too fast on these but you roads. you manage to enjoy it though. That's why you like, I mean, cause I'm thinking, I'll say it, Bonnie Dune right, right? like that road. He's going too, you're going too fast up there. But like those roads, right? Um, There's a lot of components. It's not just safety that you're bringing up, Lane. Like having a lot of the reasons why we say these cars are cheating and they're just not as much fun as some of the older cars. It's not just safety. Like it's there the are other of, reasons. Lack of engagement. It's like I understand that, that but a lot of the reasons for me is I don't want to go that fast and have someone pull out of a driveway. I don't, you know, I don't think it's safe to go that fast. I, on these I'm not roads. arguing with the safety piece. It's an absolutely valid point, but I think even compared to the GT3 or the GT3 RS, where it's just it feels like more of a beast, and yeah. I don't know about the way that the power comes on and all of this. Like it just this car feels more nimble and in the spirit of like the 80s and 90s stuff right. than I was expecting. Yeah. And it while supremely powerful, way more power than you need and all that, it was still engaging on the same back roads, doing the same exact stuff. That's and cool. part of the thing is it's a whole package. So like, you know, the carbon ceramic brakes were insane. So it's like, yes, you're carrying a lot more speed than you would. Right. Uh, but the brakes just give you the ability to stop. And so it's kind of like e evens out almost. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's, you know, the safety thing is one thing and we've talked about that a lot, but it's about exploiting the power and being able to use it. Right. So like there's some roads that we know here that are pretty tight. And that's a suspension thing too. And, and it's like, so can you use it? Can you, and here's the big one. The biggest one for me is like, I want to be able to shift through gears. Like if I'm only stuck in one gear, like it sucks, you know, like, I mean, you want to be or able to play only get to third ever. Yeah. And it's well, like, in it, this it, case, it, yeah, so. absolutely. And this road that you guys all know pretty well, lots of shifting. That's great. Cause you're yeah. getting up to speeds and you're going bang, bang, bang up. It revs so quickly that you are absolutely playing with geared, all of that stuff. Geared aggressively and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so coming up, you're downshifting twice to get to the turn and then you're turning in. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, I talked to a, a, another friend who's driven um, McLaren, I think a 650 uh, at Laguna. And so we were just kind of talking about our experiences and he normally drives Porsches. Um, and he said it was like, it totally warped his mind, like on the straight in between turn four and five. Uh, so that's the flat right-hander to yeah. the uh, left, left uphill. uphill. Um, he said he, he, he floored it and it was like, mind melting like full <laughs> spaceship mode and we Warp. were like kind of like uh you know just talking about how it, it it you would have to completely relearn driving because you know when you go to laguna you're trying to you know when you're doing it right 
you're doing this dance between throttle on to braking and weight transitions and the turns and then letting off and letting the car roll out and and then back on the throttle and this whole dance where all these components the suspension the brakes and the 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 power delivery are all working like in unison and so then you take this 650 going down in the between turn uh three and four uh or four and five and you go so fast that you don't even know where the like your mind is completely wiped of all like braking zone references and then the brakes on top of it are so good that any references that you would have had are completely blown out of the water so you have to like relearn everything and it's like it's you know similar to uh, less of a dramatic scale on the back roads too but it's like as you know as you know i went up of like five minutes experience versus 10 minutes experience like it just you have to remap everything to be able to like drive with this car but if you're looking for, you know, if, if what we strive for is having something that's sharp and responsive and predictable and fun and engaging, like it just hits all those things. Yeah. It, it's that's yeah, interesting I mean, to hear. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, um, I do want to talk about Laguna Seca and the Lexus thing right, because yeah. that, that kind of involves this conversation. But, mm -hmm. um, Ruben was like super anti, uh, Jono buying this car uh -huh. and Ruben is all, we're basically kindred spirits, right? Like, I mean, he's right. all about analog, raw, you know, hands-on engaging cars. And he's like, why the fuck did you buy that? Why didn't you get, you know, 993 RS or X, whatever, all these other options. And, and apparently Ruben drove it. I actually haven't talked to Ruben about it, but Jono keeps telling me like, I don't know, man, I know he tells me that I'm kind of a naysayer, but like yeah. Ruben was like blown away as well, because apparently it was a really awesome driving machine, which I, you know, is understandable, right? Like you, you, you read about it, you understand what it is. And I mean, uh, everything that you're saying is basically what I guess Ruben was telling Jono. Yeah, and, like, yeah. and it is uh, the most yeah. analog version of, of the McLaren. I mean, that's cool. I, up yeah. till that point, at least it was like, it was the race version. It was the lightest yeah. weight. I mean, cell reception doesn't even work on it because of the carbon roof. It, you know, it's the lightest weight. It's the sharpest shifting. It's all that stuff. Right. Yeah, so it's that's cool. The, um, I mean, so you drove like the, you basically drove the GT2 RS of that, of that yeah, car. Right? right. Right. And it was like the fastest one at the time yeah. where now there's like plenty faster McLaren. Which is insane, right? right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And there's plenty of faster Porsches and there's yeah. plenty of faster everything, you right, know, but right. like that was just like, that's the GT3 RS of that car. GT2 RS, maybe probably more in line with the GT2 RS as far as pricing. Yeah. And, and one of the only things that after that drive, it's like, man, like this, everything, but give me a little bit more ground clearance on the front air dam and everything, just cause I was worried about some of the bumps and all this stuff. Uh, and so, you know, I will sacrifice some handling, uh, if, and you can just kill the arrow and just, you know, give me a little bit more ground clearance and that would be, it would just be like the and ultimate I, for our back roads. And I don't even think like that car has front end front nose lift, right? It does, but it it's does? only to five miles an hour. So oh, it's just okay. for parking situations. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, so the reason I bring up the Lexus drive, uh, is, you know, these cars, we were in, um, LC 500s on, at on the Seca. track. Yeah. Yeah. During the Lexus, um, performance driving experience, or is it driving a, a school? What is it called? Experience, I think. Is it school? I think it's school. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we get out of these cars and it's like, 
you get to a point where you're like, you want to go faster and faster and the 470 horsepower isn't fast isn't enough. enough. You know, you get to these sections where you're going uphill and it's like, come on, yeah. come on. You're come like, on. God, yeah, I switch I had more power. Like full throttle, you're in the yeah. right gear. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's funny how, and so we, were, we all, I think collectively agreed. It's like when you're on, a, especially a track like that, where it's like fast kind of sweepers and, and like really big flowy, hill of the pool too. And, big, like, and the elevation the yeah, change, yeah. Um, you know, like you definitely can exploit a lot of these cars, right? But a lot better because they have the power, they have everything else going for them and the braking and everything you're describing. So I can see a car like the 675 LT being super, super fun on a road like oh, that. Oh, yeah. like that. It's like almost like that's where you want to exploit it, right? Um, and I've never pictured myself wanting that sort of thing. Like I always pictured any of these cars that look similar to that all the supercar stuff i've always pictured being like ah you know it's so extreme like i, I really don't need that level yeah but now my mind is like a little bit tainted and it's like i, I can see the value in it which is i'm actually kind of bummed on that fact though. imagine doing the uh mclaren driving school <laughs> if there was such a thing and to really be you would never reach the the point where you're going i need more power <laughs> like really right probably or you might i don't know you it, probably you gotta still get will yeah. that's the thing with power right like everyone mm -hmm. talks about you acclimate and then that's kind of why power is not the end all be all you right. want more like all like you said that car work. had like you said the mclaren you loved the way the steering felt and you loved the way the shift it shifted and all that stuff and, and the how it felt nimble in the chassis so you have to love all that stuff because power you always want more power i feel right. like no matter what you have right yeah yeah i guess you don't have to use it all the time yeah yeah but the Lexus school was really rad. Should we go through like a whole kind of? should. Yeah, totally. I mean, what a cool experience. Yeah. So all four of us were invited by um, Lexus to come out to go down to uh, WeatherTech Raceway at Laguna Seca for a little Lexus high-performance driving school. And uh, basically what it is, it's you have some classroom and you have driving and they had you could we did basically lead follows around the racetrack in lc 500 lexuses which are 471 horsepower two-door grand touring coupes and then we did they set up a really cool autocross course for g and gsfs and those are around the same horsepower. I don't know. It might be like a 460 or something. But same motor. Same right? motor. Yeah, all naturally aspirated V8s, which is really cool. And then we did a wet skid pad. So we were basically trying to get sideways and just control slides um, in a circle in uh, G... What are those cars? The RCFs. RCFs. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't there for that, but they were RCFs. RCFs. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, how do we how do we start the day? And what, I, don't, what? I don't know, but I will say that um, this is something I mentioned on the day of. But I, like I've been around some of the driver education stuff. I was super impressed with the level of the instructors and just the way they run the program. Like they had one logistically dialed, like yeah. moving from one place to the next, and always having some activity that was on the side if you got uh -huh. bored. Uh, and then the instruction happening and it was all timed very well. I mean, I've, it probably goes without saying, but I was just really impressed with what Lexus did there. And then the lineup of all the instructors that we were working with. Yeah. 
when you start going down into their personal history, like they're straight up they're legit. legit race car drivers, yeah. you know, uh, from all different levels, which yeah. was, you know, did you, you ever find you out what our, what the Brazilian guy, Julian? Yeah. He, he, so he was, he was, uh, trying to get into, um, uh, Baja. Oh, uh, yeah, that was his next endeavor. And he had done what was it? What's what was not King of the Hammers? In? What's the other one too? the big off-road truck race? Shit, I can't remember right now. But he Baja told me five hundred, one thousand. It might have been one thousand, yeah, yeah. But um, and so, but yeah, he is. He had been racing. Uh, actually, it was not Brazil. It was in France, and so he yeah, had driven all sorts of shit. Uh, but most recently, he was he was getting into racing uh. trucks. Um, and so yeah, and and kind of to go with what you're saying is, I really appreciate how accommodating they were, like to everyone's level, right? And like, and so you have, you know, everyone from like, you know couple Folks girls in high heels yeah i wasn't gonna say that but yeah <laughs> um and so to to people who have racing experience and everything in between and you know they they listen to you right like i mean i know a lot of people a lot of times people have an ego and like all that but i think you know they're 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 very progressive with everything right you go out on the track with them and they see your level and your skill and they kind of work with you right based on what you're doing and and, and, and they and yeah they you... mentioned right up front they're like hey if you think you know that we want to accommodate if you, if you think that you should be in a different section or whatever, like, let us know. Yeah. And so, and we did luckily. And it's like, you don't want to be that jerk. There's yeah, like always the guy like, that's like, Hey, I'm way faster than people, these people can uh -huh. you put me in the front. So you don't, but when I talked to him, it was like, you know, they're just a group of instructors. I was like, you know, I don't want to be, I, I, you know, I don't want to know how to ask, but you guys did mention like, if we are at a different level that we should talk to you, I don't know when we should do that, but just wanted to say that, you know, we got a little group and we kind of know, you know, what we're doing and try not to be like a jerk. And immediately yeah. they totally got it. They, by yeah, the way, they were receptive, super to it. receptive. They're like immediately like the wheels are turning, like the, how they can shuffle things. And they're like, uh -huh. this guy has a group and it's only two cars. You guys can all share in this one. And then they like went out of their way to make sure that they told us like, okay, when this is over, you guys run to those cars and make sure you get them. Yeah. And then throughout the entire process, and this is because they are race car drivers, yeah. they were totally like, like, yeah, I overhear him like giving advice at the start of the autocross where the dude, Ken Hill, who started pro three racing, he wrote the rule book for pro three racing up in, at, in conference, which is all, uh, like specy 30 style, but uh -huh. a little better spec. He's the one that was our first instructor, yeah. like in the yeah. classroom. In the classroom. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so he was his at brother the was there too. Him and his brother yeah, yeah, yeah. started it up in the Northwest. Um, but he's, you overhear him telling the guy, he's like, you know, you're totally, you're definitely not on the podium for the autocross. Uh, you've got this much to gain. Like basically you've got nothing to lose. Like you should, yeah, go, I, you should fucking cane it. I heard that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't rad. know what he said exactly, yeah, yeah. but at every step of the way, he they was were basically like, well, you're not going to win. He's right. like, right now you're not going to, you're not winning. Yeah. So I would say you go out there and you, you just <laughs> do whatever you can to try and get it out, yeah. out front. And, yeah. and it's important too, because you know, you have, you have the whole full spectrum of people and, uh, and it's important because we're valuing something else from the whole experience, right? That's like a good whether, point, yeah. not only as a driver, but the cars themselves, right? We're trying to put them through their paces and understand what they do in a certain type of driving environment and like certain situations. And so like, you know, we get to talk about that, right? It's like, okay, like this car can perform really well at this and it doesn't do that. And like, you know, so, so that's also very valuable to the Lexus brand, right? For people who are seeking that 
let's call it, you know, six series or M6 kind of type of competitor, right? Or, you know, something in that sort of a category, like we can talk to that enthusiast or that buyer versus like this woman, I actually was convincing her to buy a GSF. Um, right when you guys went back on the track, I needed to leave early. So it went out to the autocross and there was a woman in my group and she's like, well, so what do you think of these cars? And I'm like, well, you know, like first of all, like you know, they put us in GSFs for the autocross, which was a little surprising, right? Because you look at the car; it's huge, it's long, and it's you know, it's a big, heavy car. And yeah. you're like, why wouldn't you put us in the RCF over this thing? And they want to show you that it's capable and it's nimble and all that, um, which it is, uh, for especially for the size. But um, she was just asking me what I thought, and I said that. And then I'm like, well, what, what do you drive? And she's like, well, I I have an old um, XJR. And I'm trying to find a replacement for it. And she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, you know, I think that this is a really good sort of as a package, like an Audi competitor, right? Like it's got, it's a very well-balanced car in in terms of um, luxury and performance. And that's what Audi does really well. And I think this is a very good option if you're shop cross shopping it against that. And I think it's a better built car versus your Jag. I think it's going to be more reliable. You know, I think it's more engaging and fun and it sounds, you know, it's got all this other stuff, right? So um, I actually think it's a very good choice. And I'm like, you're doing this right by coming out here and experiencing in these cars and, and kind of in this environment, right? To get a good sense of what they're like. And so you have people like that who are literally just trying to replace their kind of daily driver that they really like but obviously she had an xjr she wants something with performance and a little bit more grunt and and all that and i mean these cars are so nice like in terms of like how well made they are i love the interiors the the design's really good and i actually they have that um i forget what it's called but like the trackpad the trackpad is actually way better than i thought i'm not yeah i was talking to warren about it like i actually like the the uh, haptic feedback on the click yeah yeah, me too it's very responsive i thought it would be a little laggy like yeah i I mean it's it's not my first choice but i I I think it's it's a good yeah i don't like the on some of them that you have to go into that to change like air conditioning and stuff like that but like i'll never like that with any cars but i didn't find it to be like a super awful like solution the weird thing the rcf's like a weird uh it's like a combination of every it's like a parts bin car so it still had the mouse pad like yeah. a, you, like you weren't a wheel, in it. Like a it's wheel. A it has an actual yeah, it's mouse. A, it's a little like oh, a mouse. Oh, like a physical little thing yeah, you move around. Oh, I see. Like a little knob or something. It doesn't so, move. You can't pick it up. So no, I know, I know. It's attached. It's like a little knob. Like yeah. so, the LC five hundred. I thought it was interesting that all the driver like kind of focused um what do you call it um tech parameters or tech yeah um those are all knobs and physical mm-hmm. on the uh, like sort of as of the binnacle the, the the cluster and you have these little things you can change all nice. those things to with. go to sport plus is a ratcheting that's little, great and it's yeah. knurled and yeah. it feels nice and then everything that has to do with like comfort is in the um in yeah. the center stack you know? so yeah. one really cool thing that i had no idea i'd never sat in lc 500 and i rarely see them they're so rare but yeah uh, when you go to uh, change the information on the LCD next to the speedometer and tack, the entire tack and it's analog. It's a it's a hard frame, like a it, bezel. It, yeah, it shifts. It slides huh. to the right three inches, I and then the screen that. illuminates with your G's and other information, whatever oh, you want. No way. And you can turn it off, and then it slides back over. Yeah, it was really so the LC cool. or the. Um, what is it? Why am I spacing right now? LC500? No. 
GSF, uh, GSF. Is, uh, freaking the, the the pinnacle the Yamaha tuned oh, LFA uh, LFA the LFA does that too that was the first oh, car to do that okay yeah and I always love that cluster because it's you can move it from well left so to right. the LFA they put it was one of the first cars with like a digital tack oh, and they oh, right. they had claimed that the an analog cap tack couldn't, keep, couldn't up. keep up with right because it revs so I fast like it. yeah I like it. um yeah super T- didn't F one cars that revved like yeah and and motorcycles F1, yeah. well I guess well, the quick uh, it's the f- quickness of it not how not how high it goes but i mean the motorcycles have always been but they don't they don't rev that quick is it i don't know and i also don't understand why an analog thing could not keep up when it's literally a gear on a thing yeah like the engine there's no like keeping up it's just like spinning maybe it was more expensive to do it because it needed some special titanium gears or something to make it work but uh but i was gonna say uh super fun cars to drive overall and uh, the lc500 is definitely a grand tour it's heavy you know all that but very very fun to drive at speed on the track i was surprised they uh they make you beat those cars up yeah as but, hard as you could but it's like to right. show you that they're, they're hardy and they and they take it because they're pr- they're pretty luxurious like things for right? the listener we yep. were doing we were coming to a stop on the track and then flooring it as fast as we could to i don't know how fast we we're getting up to 80 miles an hour or something and doing complete brake as, as hard as, hard as full you can. threshold braking, yeah. yeah. ABS and the, and the abs is coming on and the traction control and you're just feel the brakes just digging in and we were not the first people to do this so just imagine like over and over and over i'm sure they're replacing mm-hmm. pads big old and- brambos yeah and it it's surprising how quickly it stops for a car that heavy what are they yeah. like 45 46 i think pads? it was 41 ish oh they're that no they might have been heavier maybe the gsf was 40 i don't know i remember the right around 45 you know? i guess and 43 it, and i don't know if it's I was still right funny that we the first car we got into i think i was with art it had a glass roof and we we're like oh man uh, oh, and we, like that, <laughs> what yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't get the we didn't brian, get the carbon brian roof and i had the carbon roof yeah dude yeah. slick top so but yeah it's it's funny to see how like i think Laguna Seca is the right track to do that with because it's not a, you know, it's not a, you don't have these tight switchbacks and all that stuff. It's a flowy course where you, good make, you can use the, the whole track, track and like it's, the... it's a, you know, powerful, heavy car. So you can make yeah. use of the whole thing. And, um, but overall, yeah, it's a, it's a nice, well-balanced, easy to drive car. Like they're, they're really fun. Um, I use the paddles on the second session and I only hit the rev limiter once, <laughs> but overall it's like, <laughs> that's not what I heard. Uh, I think more than once. Was it a couple times? Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but just to give you an example, like for, I was watching the speedometer at one point how fast we were going and we were hitting like 115 on the front straight we were hitting 100 on the straight before turn five uh over 100 there we were hitting 100 in like several places on the track so we're like you know like flogging these cars pretty good it's funny though that we're going that quick and it doesn't feel like it right that's the thing like you want to go you're like come on come on accelerate out of this yeah especially when you have a professional race car driver beating you while talking about every single turn and breaking point yeah, yeah casually yeah. doesn't sound like he's working at all and you're trying to catch and him he's in like, the ah. sedan yeah right yeah but he had ps4s as we had super sports <laughs> yeah. and he had traction there's control. a lot of reasons there's only one person in that car yeah two yeah. yeah and yeah was yeah. he so literally excuses. holding the walkie-talkie no, no he, he had a headset. button yeah headset yeah um all i know is I, we had all these excuses for the autocross and then we watched scott pruitt fill the car up with people and run like the most consistent times ever. Yeah. yeah. A nice. second and a half faster than yeah. anyone. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, um, uh, well, let me just say one thing oh, that we haven't mentioned, which I think is like, 
the thing for these cars is it's this naturally aspirated V8. Dude, they sound so good. And, and the it's power like, delivery is super uh, nice. As throttle response. So like nice. a lot of us here are super into BMWs and everything. And it's like these naturally aspirated motors that have fun characters and you can get them in sedans. And BMW's not like that anymore. And mm. to me, the big story is naturally aspirated V8s in all of three of these cars. Yeah making very good horsepower and i was it was kind of cool to learn a little bit of the backstory where it's like toyota can do this stuff because they have a very broad range of cars and they have a ton of hybrids in the lineup so their cafe ratings overall are buoyed by the fact that there's a prius and there's mm -hmm. all the freaking rav4 hybrids or yeah. whatever so they get to make this v8 car mm -hmm. naturally aspirated and not worry about the stupid turbo fill yeah yeah it's and pretty then, funny and, yeah. And, and, and then that like you can just see that speaks to some of the strategy that they have maybe i'm sure it's all intentional and uh and then the fact that they're doing this program you know i don't know it's just like as a package i i, I want to be sensitive to uh not just because we got taken you know they they offered this for free you know you don't want to be too on their nuts just because of that but like it's it means a lot for you know for a company to set something like this up right it tells about like where they want to be in the marketplace i think it's no i mean it's it's very very important for us to be really kind of sort of frank with this kind of shit like i mean obviously we're invited and, and we, we had a great experience but like i think it's really really important for us to be honest about anything we find like this you know like yeah i mean, I mean whether in, in the cars themselves you know? i mean we're I definitely mean, like no i mean, it, by Scott I, I mean but what are awesome we dude. what are we supposed to say i mean my my take home i had driven these before or i had driven the lc before the take home is like what is there i mean besides you know the controversial front end you can right. not like the styling and stuff like that yeah interiors are like like the lc has a really cool looking interior yeah and it's almost the opposite of the exterior in a lot of ways although right. i think the exterior is really nice if you look at it i like if it. you take away a couple of the details on the grill and stuff it's a really nice design but like also the overall shape, shape. Dude, the dude, overall the shape profile is really is so good cool. it's the profile's cool. killer that yeah. that c pillar is cool like i mean and the Front end, you know, it's kind of growing on me a little bit. Like, I could definitely... Like, the LC is a rad car. Like, yeah. compared to its rivals, I could totally see buying that car and just, you know... How, you know, you yeah. make a little money, you commute in that thing, right. and, it, and a, you can also take yeah. a back road, as we learned, and the thing hauls ass, and it sounds killer. Like, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer, but my takeaway is just, like, Lexus is building pretty... Night, they're still building nice cars. They're obviously have a good reputation for being reliable, but they also have these rad naturally aspirated V8s that sound good. And the transmissions are nice, and the brakes are good. The like, brakes are good. Were the brakes complaining at all during no. the entire event? And they're just that like says a lot. They're just right? good cars, yeah. dude. Like I mean, yeah. it's, I don't know. There's not much like I didn't I didn't have the like a lot of negative stuff, right? from driving these cars there's not really anything like glaring the only thing i would say is that um and this is kind of expected is that they're definitely very understeer biased overall so you have to kind of stand on the nose and, and they even tell you like when, when we're pushing them like you know they're like all right get weight on the front weight transfer those things you know to get them to rotate but it's but it's like who you know you got to look of at of course who, they are who, who, yeah it's it makes sense right a yeah. lot of power rear wheel drive like you got to keep people safe and like also who is the buyer right? dude they're like, not it is not a market? gt3 rs is right. not a mclaren it's, 675 it's, and, it, and you it's know like, what like 
for 90% of the of situations, you're going to have an absolute blast and it's going to be great. You know, like yeah. it, it's, it's definitely I mean, one thing that I noticed right away was how much better the steering was from the, uh, between the GSF and the LC 500, like quicker steering rack and like way more information than I thought I would get from a big GT, you know, like, uh-huh. um, so that was, that was really nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I have I have nothing but compliments for the staff, though, as Brian was saying. I think this is really helpful. Um, it's a really helpful pr- program for especially people who are trying to understand kind of driving dynamics. They, they, it's very concise. Like they're very good about just right. focusing on yeah. the important yeah. stuff and getting you totally. on the track and driving as much yeah. as possible. Well, it's also so, it's like this. There's only a you know there's the few simple kind of theories in driving and it's like what happens when you brake the rear end gets light what happens you accelerate the rear end grips the front end gets light right and they they kind of like pound that into everyone and and it's like you know like we obviously i think us as a group know this stuff but a lot of people go into these things this is their first like you know they maybe are a lexus customer or not even a lexus customer and they decide to you know, their wife or husband buys this for them for their birthday. I talked to one guy, this was like his birthday present for oh, himself cool. for his 50th birthday. Yeah. And um, I just think it's a really cool thing. It's like teaching you all those dynamics in a very simple way. It's like, yeah. it's literally, it's like a list of six things. Right. And they just keep pound, like yep. keep telling you those six things. And then you watch the autocross course. It was really cool though. If you, I don't know if you guys did it, but you look at all the times and it's like, you know, girl in high heels started out in like getting 62nd times and ended up in 43s or you know 44s it's like yeah it's like they that's a lot of learning right there yeah Yeah. every everyone improved yeah and i think everyone also if you if you notice like at the our last laps in the lc 500 around the track we weren't catching up to traffic as quick right Mm. And right. that's because they actually they picked up the pace right. and they were actually moving at a decent pace after, by the end of the day, which yeah. is pretty awesome. I mean, I think it, it's an awesome if you can afford to send your 16 year old or 18 year old. Oh, I don't know how definitely. old they have to be. Yeah. And if you look, I mean, it's like it's it's actually really, really <laughs> it's very um, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it affordable, but I think it's very reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Like it's right around a thousand bucks. And mm-hmm. not only is it a track day. But you're getting educated and you get to do all sorts of shit. Like as, you, as Brian was saying, like you're, you get to do autocross, you get to do skid pad, you get instruction, you know, you get all and, and there's meals. And involved, it's someone and else's car. Someone else's car. And it's like a, one of the most like you know, iconic racetracks race in the, race world. In the yeah. world. So it's like you have arrive all this. And, arrive and drive in an awesome car. In, at in three great, awesome cars. Such a great yeah. experience overall. Yeah. Right. Like that it's yeah. it makes perfect sense. And I mean, when do you ever have a chance to do like a wet skid pad? And an autocross so, course. So jealous. You and, guys got to do it. Did you get to all do it? It was so hard. Oh, really? Did oh you guys do God. it on, on the RCFs? Right? RCFs. Did you guys yeah. do the RCFs on the track too? No, yeah. just oh, there. It was Let's fun see. though. West Kid was fun. It really, fun. really challenging. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did anyone get clean drifts <laughs> no. around? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got around. I was, I was moving around a little bit. But. I mean, I got like a 75% and then I would push or whip it around. And I did like, rate. I did like left. I did like four loops kind of thing and, and I was getting pretty good at it but and then I that's tried funny how like you feel more up. comfortable doing one direction than the other right? yeah, definitely like, yeah are you more like right hand slide versus left hand slide and right right hand right yeah. hand yeah yeah it's kind of funny how that works huh yeah 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 it was <clears throat> I definitely you know it was you go in and you hammer on it 
and that gets it spinning. But then the the fine line between so spinning hard. too much and and keeping it going enough to keep it going was very hard to manage. But um, just you know, being just that doing it's it. a car you've never driven, yeah, and you don't know the power delivery, the pedal, right? You That's know, all huge. that stuff. It's That's like, huge. and there's a little bit of electronics getting involved Definitely. too, where you're like, yeah, letting off, was... and like usually if you're doing donuts in that way, you're like blipping the throttle and kind of playing with it with very fine control. So you're doing that in this case, uh, and there's a lot of power and it's wet. So even already you're set up for, you know, this is going to be an even finer line. Uh, but then you have this additional padding, which is, you know, mentally or, or whatever behind the pedal, there's a lot of electronics that are responding to your pedal movement and you can feel it. It's almost like a weird little turbo lag. Yeah. It's not immediately rev, you know, between the automatic and the traction control that was still obvious. There's always something there, right? There was like, you mash the pedal and you wait a little bit before it really rose some. And then, you know, you have to be letting off already by the time it starts roasting yeah, them. And yeah. then like modulating that was fun, but difficult. I ended up whipping it around a figure eight and the car just died. It, it completely oh, stalled. <laughs> and he said that it was basically went into like a super limp home. You're going to die mode where the car always just thinks it's going to flip over. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And yeah. turns off. So then I had to restart it and I cannot believe Ken, who was my coach on the skid pad and there was a woman on the other skid pad. They get in the car with every single person <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. over and over and over and yeah, are in the car with you doing oh, like skid pad. Oh, like you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was with a woman and she was pretty, she was awesome. She was like really funny and you know, she was, was really. Was it the lady at the autocross course? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She seemed like she had racing experience. Oh, not the Euro too. European lady. Oh, oh I don't know. No, sure it was another one. Experience. Yeah. But she was super friendly and nice, and she was just laughing and having a blast. You know, That's like right. it was pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've only coached in autocross before, like for BMW CCA and stuff. I know you've coached uh, Brian on track for like uh, HPD stuff. Like I, I, I go back and forth on that. Like just getting with a total, getting in with a total stranger. I mean, that's you know, tough like for sure because it, I happen to have that experience at Lexus. I was teamed up with someone I didn't know, and it's a little, it's a little weird, but. <laughs> Imagine doing a skid pad with people that have never done it. But skid pad though, like versus like full speed. Yeah, I mean, track, there's like, nothing to hit. <laughs> yeah, I, there's, that's true. I'm not worried about danger. I'm just thinking more of like the queasiness of it. But yeah. you must get used to it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You're literally just going in circles with random strangers and whipping yeah. this car around constantly. Yeah, or they take uh, meds for it. No, he said he's just used to it. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, it must be like kind of like fishing. He's like, exactly. Like people just you go fishing a lot and you you don't think about the water at all. And then you get someone who's never done it and yeah. they're queasy in two minutes. You know? Yeah, it's fun. Um, so I had okay. to. Uh, <clears throat> we we. Uh, had a podcast with Scott Pruitt. He was there throughout the day. By we the got way, to hang Scott out with him Pruitt. All. What a guy. So something Scott Pruitt has never done, probably, I'm guessing, is to go up and accept an award for his arch enemies. So at the end of the day, you guys all <laughs> failed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and there was an autocross that we haven't talked too much about yet, but there were uh, sessions in the morning where you got used to the course and then sessions in the afternoon where they did timed runs. You got three of them and you're competing against everybody else in the class. I'm so bummed I didn't get to do it. Warren didn't get to do it. Dude. Art, you have no in way first place. Squeeze it, in. it was lagging and it was right on the border if we like started right now and you should have just done it when i did it i should have i didn't realize it was a total tight. bummer yeah. we have to yeah. get all, all of us out I on know, like a real so thing stupid art comes in first lane comes in third because i hit a cone uh everybody bails so i'm there to the end and i have to go up in front of everybody and accept awards for you yahoo so brian 
kind of technically beat me, but not really because he was trying so hard that he well, out outran the box. Yeah, you can't. No, I didn't it. outrun the box. Oh, so he hit, I, a, I, but he I hit a cone sorry. after the f- the finish line. Yeah, yeah. So but he hit before a, the box. But so he hit a cone. Yeah, it's all but real. his time was seven one hundredths faster than me. <laughs> I know, it was all super Seven close. 100. Did you guys take my advice about the no, uh, uh, starting We did. Back? I did. Yeah, I didn't. That's key to help. for that because you got to get a run in on the thing. I don't um, think it was yeah. that key. I think there was way more no, room I mean, to be gained like, so on many the rest places. of the course. It, it, yeah. it, it's a tricky car to drive fast because, as you mentioned, we did have traction control on, which is limiting in, in, in some ways. And I think that but was also, a major mistake that we it all is, made. You know, it is a, we didn't it, make it, that it, mistake. They wouldn't let us. They wouldn't allow us. But it's also understeery, which you know you had to really figure out a way to get that nose to plant and hook up in certain there were two very very key places where you could understeer a lot and scrub a ton of speed and and i think we all ended up doing that you know yeah. but um but, I mean, and even fun. Uh, so i went for a ride with uh pruitt twice and he was also understeering the some of the same spots oh really i was actually surprised i mean you just can't help it yeah because yeah. that especially that one where the stop is not only was it, it wasn't a 90 degree it was an acute like left hand like in the and so you know you got it's so hard to get and it the to hook up and, yeah, so, it, yeah so, so i mean so he was yeah. doing that but he was just mashing at a kind of a different level through the yeah. whole thing and, and that's did you sit there in the car and go okay he's doing things differently and, and that's why he's faster or was it uh yes so it wasn't until much you... later that i even thought about the trash control piece but i guarantee you when he gets like everything was happening at a quicker pace yeah when i when i was in with him and it was all sharper and absolutely I'm, I'm not saying trash control has anything to do with that time, really. Yeah. Like, he was much was, more aggressive he, than I he was, was. He was very aggressive, and he was, like, all of... So there were those... I was surprised that he was pushing in the same spots that I was worried about, which are the ones that you just named, Art. Yeah. Um, he, that, that, that was the thing. He made up all the difference in all of the other spots, where he was just, which is like, thing, just perfect tunneling in, like, stuff. way faster, and, like, you know, yeah. much shorter braking zones and that, that sort of do thing. Do you think that it had anything to do with 50 years of racing experience? Yes, and Maybe. also I think it's 50, mostly genetics. And also fifty years of driving that autocross course every weekend. <laughs> no, he hasn't done that. But what do you mean? Doesn't he do that every weekend? They <laughs> just started the school. It's like brand new. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. And oh, they dude, make yeah. the course. They do it they make every it day for yeah. like three days. I bet. Oh, gotcha. No, it's, yeah. it's all straight up. But just... but of course he's a racer. I mean, this is what he yeah. does. You know? and and I mean, what's... if anything, it's like us sitting there and trying to understand whatever. Where, but the facts are the facts are that. If and if Warren would have stayed till the end, it would have been us four in the top five, no matter what. So that's yeah, pretty rad. Yeah. yeah we, how many people were there? Like 50? 55 so, or 55? 50, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. The, and there were some good times. Like when I left, when I ran my, I ran separately with you guys, there were mm-hmm. quite a few 37s, um, which was, which was a fast time. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and then there was the guy that got, came in second. He had a ton of racing experience, right? Like it's a, like a oh, yeah. race something. cars. He races race cars. He races uh, race cars. And I thought Brian wasn't going to crack the 38s, dude. He had two, dude, his I was first really two runs with 38s. Oh, gangster. And then he, he <laughs> took off a second on the last, well, the last lap. I took a full second off. Yeah. Dude, I was, I was so frustrated because I did it was my fastest time was actually my first run I, I, I did a 36.6 and then it was a 36.8 and then it was a 36.89 or something and I'm like god damn it because I also like you're, you're, you think you know what you're doing where you want to scrub it but you, and could, you, keep, you could do one section great twice and then yeah. the last time you do it and it's like literally it's such a small little yeah that was yeah. a very tight autocross course for all the ones I've done you usually have a lot of um, more leeway of your line you can choose your line a little bit more right. like you'll go through a section where yeah, there's no cones sure. for hundreds of 
yeah, of yeah. yards, and then there's yeah. another cone. Yeah, it was very delineated on purpose. I think. Yeah, a big losing. car. Yeah, yeah I, I was like super consistent. I I would, I did a thirty-seven four, and then I was the next time I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be way more aggressive. In turn, in I just was way sloppier, but I was fat, but I was faster in certain areas, and I ran the exact same time. Yeah. Oh shit! Really? And then my last. <laughs> I remember one, I was I, watching it. I was like, dude, Lane just got exactly the yeah. same to the. And but I was like way sloppier. I was like yeah. more. I was just like pushing it harder, but right. I was pushing. You were yeah. keeping. Yeah. You know, I was just yeah, like. Yeah. And then uh, my third, my last one, I I got the, you know, thirty-seven point oh nine five, I believe. And Brian got yeah, thirty seven. Dude, autocross is so fun. I hadn't done it in a while. And yeah, I, almost, super fun. I almost took out all the timing equipment. <laughs> that was my first time ever doing an autocross. I know oh, we're man. surprised because oh, it's like we got to really? get on the uh, on that uh, no working autocross. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah, right? Just the one at Sonoma that they have. I guess it's Sonoma. I don't know. Yeah. Jordan Sanchez did it, and uh, I need to hit him up about where that happens because oh, I'm pretty sure it was yeah, in Sonoma in the paddock, right? Like in the Maybe. center there. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Dude, there's a few spots I've talked to Goldine a bunch of like just random spots that we know of, like big open lots. It's like yeah. let's hit them up, you know? Like there's so much. Yeah, opportunity that's there. what I'm all about. Like, let's just about go somewhere for... and put cones out. Well, we could, or just book it ourselves. Time each other. Yeah, I've thought about yeah. that for go karts because you need so much little, so little space, but um, it gets a lot trickier with cars. Dude, I remember I was at a at a I, I was part of the Golden Gate Lotus Club. I yeah, never owned a Lotus. I, 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 I used to auto cross with them all the time because I still get, get their emails. Get Lotus, a ton of runs. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're the ones that did all the Laguna. They used to do Cow Palace. They did all the Laguna track days too. So like Cow Palace. I, want, I was about to mention yeah. that. What the hell happened? Because that's still wide open and I like, know. dude, there's so much space there. Dude, there's and, so many places like that in the Bay Area. We're like, what happened? Totally. And there's some little rule like. Oh, the uh, brown apple moth flies through here in full moon, and the sound will ruin yeah, their lives. You don't want to mess up their mating rituals. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I remember Golden Gate Lotus Club specifically because uh, this dude shows up in a freaking shifter cart. Oh. It was comically dude, fast. I, I, mean, I almost it, ran it with him. Uh, oh, really? Is, yeah, his name's Vernon. You know what I'm talking about, dude. And, and, and I kid you not, this guy was like six so he, seconds faster than everyone. Oh, well, it's like, it doesn't even count. I mean, it's like, just it's like not even. The but same it's just so funny creature. Yeah, he pulls up in a. a a standard cab short bed two-wheel drive tacoma with the cart perfectly in it like it's a perfect setup right he just pulls up he can do it all by himself he can lower it he has a racing suit and everything he runs out there and he obviously says the best time of the day it's not even close yeah yeah and afterwards i was talking to him for a little bit and that was right when i was doing all my go-kart racing I yeah was like, oh it's cool and i've driven a couple of shifter carts and we talked for maybe like 10 minutes and i was kind of like by his truck when he was loading up he's like well, next time you you want to drive with me, you can drive it. And I was kind of like intimidated. I was, I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't know, uh, dude. You. It's like it it's, seems like the perfect place. It, it probably is, but it's the, just not yours, is, and you don't know exactly. Guy. And um, at Marina, there's these big concrete expansion joints like oh, where right. the pads come together and i saw he was hitting them and kind of like doing kind of like skipping over <laughs> and like man if you hit that wrong which i saw a car do it and it flipped over dang like, it was a carmen Ghia. <laughs> and then they rolled it over on the non-rolled side the people helped oh no <laughs> it rolled over like this <laughs> totally <laughs> fucked it yeah. nice so it crushed every fucking panel but um <laughs> i was just thinking if you were maybe got a little squirrely and hit that it's like dude you're yeah. going over it's not like a, a you know go-kart track Right. A little rougher, but super fun. I've driven a shifter cart on Santa Cruz Mountains. What? So <sighs> fucking dangerous. Where? Bernal Gulch. No way. Mm -hmm. How the hell? Talk about skipping over shit. No like, kidding. But <laughs> I was young and stupid as fuck. That's awesome. But on the backside? Yeah. 
That's pretty. That sounds it was fun, so though. fun. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And it skipped and was crazy. <laughs> and yeah, it was gnarly. And we actually had a car come, and I was lower than their headlights. Like my head, oh, my sweet. head was below. So just they wouldn't even have seen me. Decapitation. Just, yeah. Wait, wait, was it night? No, no. Oh, okay. It was like rush hour. Well, you got to do it at night, man, so you headlights. can see the headlights. Pop up, up and down headlights. Yeah. Um. I did. I got a ride uh, with Julian around the track at the oh, end. Oh, that's cool. It was cool. He's very so. He was a super nice guy, you know, the whole day. I felt and like then, he was kind of annoyed with us for some reason. Well, he especially had that vibe at the end. So then, oh. you know, at the end of the day, it's just a mob goes to the wall on pit lane, and they get four cars. One of them being Scott Pruitt in that fancy version, oh. and then they're just giving rides one one person at a time, even though there some of them are four doors. Um, that's kind of weird. And so, you know, it was kind of a big mob around Scott Pruitt. They had like some select people that they were funneling in and they said they wanted to get me there, but it didn't work out uh, or the yeah. person forgot or whatever, but it was fine. Like I was kind of interested after meeting Julian and, you know, he was leading us to get a ride with him. And also I had noticed that he was in, uh, so there were the three of the GSFs and every time they would pull up, it would be like a, you know, quick pit stop and, uh, and then they would take off and he was the second car and he was just right on the ass of the first car. And so doing that all the way around Laguna just seemed like, you know, he was being very aggressive and it seemed cool. So I jump in with him and uh, this is where I started. I, I could see the traction control difference because we had been doing lead follow the whole day going out of turn five. You know, a lot of the turns traction control is just lighting Flashing. constantly. Yeah. That's why and, you kept and, saying 20, 40 percent. Because you. But even you know, after, I know. which is a, that was a really good thing to key in on Warren because mm -hmm. I think it did make a big difference but yeah. even when you roll on very smooth it's it was still, still it like, felt, like, a, it felt like a so it's a naturally yeah. aspirated V8 that is like the glorious thing about these cars but it felt kind of turbo laggy because it was doing a lot of electronic work to uh, for the you know limiting slip for us, and all the that. corkscrew was a shit show like every time yeah like you would think you'd compress enough and grip up yeah. and it would immediately start like it would get kind of jerky yeah so you had yeah. to wait and it was just until it was, was just like cutting power straight. yeah and, and so getting a ride with him so I I jump in and he's all business you know he's like uh, uh, get in put in your seatbelt is your seatbelt on and then bang <laughs> we're like going and uh, and they just plow like full throttle from the pits even though there's people like right there up and then uh in, you know they don't, the they don't they go straight through the cones yeah. and it's like there's this like this kind of like visual thing where you're like oh shit we're gonna hit something <laughs> um and you're seeing it every time while you're waiting for your ride uh but they yeah he was flying and and the engine just felt so crisp and responsive with the traction control off um it felt like a completely different car and you could do a lot more w with it on around that track and do you uh, know if he was running traction control when we were following him? he had to have had it turned off yeah i don't think uh, it yeah it, why anyone, would you run it if right? we would right. anyone in their right mind if they would have experienced with it off would have kept it off all day yeah they for us they had gaffer tape over the button which was hard to even see because it blends in until the very end and and that being said the trash control works really well. It does work really well. It's you could so be a total fun, yeah. idiot out yeah, there. Right. And it was like totally pr protecting everyone from 
being jackasses and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I like I fully knew that it was on and I was appreciating. I was noticing that it was coming on while we were driving doing these lead follows. But I, I was wanting to leave it on until I kind of got the taste of it at the very end of the day. So why do you say he was kind of annoyed at the end? Was he just? Well, no, he was it was this all business. Yeah, like yeah. when I get in, it's like you know, sit down, put on your seatbelt. Well, he's a French Let's guy. Let's go. Dude. Yeah. Did uh, so funny. I thought he was Brazilian. Did you Julian guys? Because he had a he had a Latin last name. I mean, yeah. I mean, he could have been from Spain or something originally. But um, I um, did anyone get you, get to drive or ride in the RCF track, the track no. edition? That was the one I wanted um, to ride I in. I did that, at the, I did at the previous oh, Lexus. Really? How event. did you feel like everything was like way more elevated? Oh yeah, dude. He was like keeping up with, uh, almost keeping up with the full on race cars in front oh, of him. Sick. With the the dude who won the series the weekend before, you know. Oh sweet. So yeah, they were. He was like, like just every turn like on on the edge basically like you know getting sideways kind of like moving Dude, around it, it looks way better in person than because <laughs> I, I, i've seen a lot of pictures of it and yeah. the rear spoiler looked super boy racer to me uh -huh. but it in no, person it, purposeful, it totally right? works with the whole thing and yeah. it's a little more subdued than i would have thought mm -hmm. i really like the integrated uh the f on the end plate oh yeah Did you see that yeah it's super cool on the carbon how they have it um, very interesting kind of alternative to, you know, the M stuff out yeah. there, but especially if you don't want a manual or yeah. care for a manual. One of the, uh, on one of our runs, it was towards the end of the day. Uh, we had the group of three cars at this point. Yeah. And, uh, there was a group, like a slower group in front of us and we were in the pit lane and they went out, you know, we were both, both groups were going onto the track and he's on his microphone, you know, he's on the, the headset and he's like, Follow me, follow me, hurry up, hurry up, yeah. follow me. Just go for it. And we go and we skip through those cones. Like they were going onto the track the normal way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We skip through the cones onto the main straight. And he's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and we like blast down to turn one, go around. And we, so we could, or sorry, turn, turn two. two yeah. So we can go out and and we oh, made it out in merged, front huh? of that group yeah, before yeah. they merged onto the track. Yeah. So Turn two um, is so fun. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like you have like, you look at it and like that's not the apex. Wait, wait, wait. Uh -huh. You gotta really wait for that second one, right? Yeah. Clip in there. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that's a fun one, like to play with. Like if you had another opportunity to slide around because you have so much, it's so wide there to like get inside. Yeah, and yeah. Clip the apex and straight. Yeah, down. there's not that much out there to. It's yeah. Pretty safe. Yeah. The uh, I, I always, I just driving around it is cool because, you know, now I've driven around it two times, but it's it's like you just think about all these vintage races i've been to and real races like gt1 races and stuff and you would always see people spinning on turn one or turn two turn three people always lose it right there and then you see right before the bridge right it's, yeah, yeah before the bridge the they go off left, right yeah. there and then turn f going to turn five i remember watching gt1 cars brian was there uh we were watching like the mclarens the mercedes gt1 cars and the uh Porsche. porsches and all their brakes would be bright red just slowing down yeah. for turn five yeah. and uh it's cool just like going around the track you kind of remember all these situations and then us camping up at turn six dude turn six is way harder than it looks turn six is like hard to judge right technical. yeah i didn't realize you'd lose sight of it completely yeah. coming up yeah. and over and then and turn going, six, it's a giant uphill, but you got to slam on the brakes pretty good to yeah. settle. And tons of spins there too. Yeah. And now they added oh, that. You see all the it's do you go through turn six? It's just loops yeah. everywhere. And know, they added that out. extra concrete over on the right, like yeah. I don't even know. It's f three feet probably. 
but I noticed that last year when we were camping there, there was like an like a fourth as many like spins, which means I probably saw one as opposed to like right. five the year before or something like that or four, you know. And uh, I think that just made it that much better because, like, People when you hit out. the apex and you track out, you can go yeah. further than the yeah, and and you're not gonna get a, get a wheel onto the dirt and yeah. And there was a dude it. um that I knew back in the GoPro days who had a 964 race car, and he did exactly that. He tracked out, uh, clipped, basically went right rear off yeah, and uh, immediately basically the car pitched sideways and he went straight into the inside barrier and just totaled oh. his car. Yeah, and I'm sure oh. that happens a lot happens right there, time. right? That's yeah. why all those skid marks are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they pointed it right so, there. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense why they added that. So yeah, fuck traction control, you know? Just, yeah. Hey, track control's fine. No, we were, we were all <laughs> yeah, so I And I'm signed up for the track day at Laguna at the end of the month. Oh, cool. And it well, just, that's a nice prep for it. Totally. It's good to, like, get the juices flowing again. And, you know, during the program, it's like, as good as it is, it's like, oh, man, like, I just want to I just want to get out there. I, you know, lead fall is cool, but I just want to get out there and keep lapping, you know, like three laps and then yeah. switching is like. Yeah, that it's early like, session, it's, session, like, I didn't get one full lap because right. I kept running into like, the traffic. And you're right like, there ah. with it. You got a good car and you're know, like, you know, know. and yeah, imagine and, like three laps in a row. It's like, all I want is an open track. And it's yeah. like, yes, like this is the idea. To be fair, right? Julian wasn't holding me, me up. So if we had gotten no traffic or whatever, like if he wasn't doing the one lap and back in kind of thing, right. We would have been pretty cool. We would have uh, been cool. But then also you just want to keep going and, right? and not having cones on the track where you can kind of like, right. You just learn the track yeah. and know your line. That's cool too. So yeah, it just made me super excited. Uh, to get pretty nice having the guns though to teach you. That oh no, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to get rid yeah, of yeah. it. But maybe that last, if I could just, you know, snap my fingers and have them disappear yeah. for the last session or something. For sure, it'd be cool. Um, but it's so, definitely nice to have and like for people who've never driven there or oh, people who've never been on track. It's like totally stoked. It takes on away all that. It takes away a lot of that intimidation you have getting onto a track. And you can too. Rem remember braking zones and apexes mm -hmm. and stuff much easier if you have a visual reference like that. So yeah. I was all for it. Um, it makes me really want to try other driving schools. Like the AMG has a school. I've heard um, that's a really good one. And performance school yeah, too. And performance. I'm sure Porsche outside of uh, their, their Pecklas Pecla. and stuff have something. Pecla, Pecla thing seems cool too. But the track's so small, right? Yeah, but, but it's super no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not cool, but it, imagine if that was on Laguna Seca. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like next level yeah. stuff. Is it that time? I think so. Uh, before I do trivia, I want to say happy birthday, Art. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday. You guys are not going to believe me. You're 31. No, I'm not. But I forgot it was my birthday today. Oh, yeah. I totally believe you. This morning, I woke up. I was like super stressed out. I had all this shit going on and like that. I believe doing all these things. And then all of a sudden, Amelia comes over and sings happy birthday to me. Of course, Jamie told her to do it. And I'm like, oh, right. I forgot. It's my birthday today. Well, happy birthday, sir. I hope you. I can buy. No, I was going to say I can buy cigarettes. I can now buy vapes. Oh, nice. That old now. Yeah. Nice. Legally. 
Um, did you like? <laughs> did you like my uh, trivia last time, Warren? Did you hear that? I didn't did get to hear it. it. No, no, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what was it? Well, it was it impromptu. to me. It was impromptu. I didn't hear it, so you, can, you can ask me, and I'll <laughs> see if I can get it. It was impromptu as ice. Oh man! Like how, how many letters is Modelo? <laughs> That's a good no, one. No, it wasn't that bad. I, I found it in the Haggerty magazine here. Uh, no, I don't even remember what so. it was exactly. But he's like making us like guess all this yeah. weird stuff, and then it's like a trick question at the end where he's like, oh no. <laughs> You guys just made up all this stuff. He was asleep stuff. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It, w- it was the value of the uh, AMC oh. Eagle. Wait, no, yeah. you should. Okay. So and, yeah. and we were just going and, deep on like, you know. And I asked strategies. him what the what Haggerty estimates the value at. Uh-huh. Because it has, has Haggerty yeah. estimate on all those cars. So let's have Warren guess what that is. Uh, current. <clears throat> current yeah. uh, number one value like best best they don't even get to number one value or anything like that i mean from the factory estimated value estimate value of the, a yeah they just player. i think just they just give value. like an average probably estimated value of, wait not wrangler wagoneer or no amc eagle yeah sixty eight hundred dollars <laughs> so the answer is not available <laughs> <laughs> trick question. Yes, it's a yes. trick question. So we went there for three minutes. We're discussing this in depth because the other cars had answers too. Like I love they that have, gives you a question with the, no answer. Well, <laughs> yeah. Before that, I had asked them other facts about the car. Like I know like what, what's further, the engine size, setting the hook, stuff for like us. that. Yeah. yeah, and then that was the final <laughs> question. Not available. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, for example, a Volkswagen Thing Haggerty values at at twenty one thousand seven hundred. <laughs> By the way, Haggerty it's very high. As much as I love Haggerty, and I, I'm I value. You know what that means? Perfect place to get your car insured. I was just gonna say, that is the where you want to be insured because they are on your side with the value of your yep. car. Before you uh, jump into trivia, yeah, I just I there's an unmentionable number of project car updates that I have. Don't I just want to make that note that uh-huh. we're skipping project car updates this time. Yes, I have a lot of them, and guys, I'm a little worried about it. But I'm going to keep trucking. You know what, Brian? I think this would be a good opportunity to go on Patreon and do a little blog post. I don't have time for that. I need to put my cooling <laughs> system back together and the shocks and all uh-huh. that stuff. Okay. Give me the price of what Lotus charges for an engine assembly for the Evora 400. So this is a Toyota V6. Wait. What is the Lotus catalog price to replace your lotus evora engine okay oh okay and it's engine a whole engine with accessories it's, a, it's on, a block with heads and, and no, a, no exhaust and this is a and it's turbocharged it's a long block uh no turbos no exhaust it's just the, the head oh, just supercharged okay. is one option right you're, you're right i don't know this one yeah. just uh yeah it looks okay like supercharger but it is like heads it's, it a, is Toyota, a, it's a Toyota v6 yeah, yeah. There, there's. So what? What are you gonna pay when you look up at the dealer Lotus to replace your long block? Gotcha. Fifteen k. Twenty five thousand. Nineteen. Big big difference here. Fifteen, twenty five, nineteen. Yep. Brian wins twenty eight thousand four seventy two for Toyota engine. The same engine. The same engine at Toyota. Part number one nine zero 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 dash zero P five five zero. We all know that. Is it the Go exact on. same engine though? Yes. It same is. Same engine, according to my source, is how much at Toyota? 
So $28,472. Wait, wait, wait. wait, so hold on. Is the twenty eight grand installed or no, is that? No. You're just buying the car, the motor. This yes. is in a catalog part numbers, bro. Yes. Catalog. You're Nine paying. grand. All right. That's a pretty good the guess. The Lotus one threw me off there. Um, yeah, but we're talking long blocks. Nine grand is a good guess. Eight grand. <laughs> uh, hey, he's going lower. He says nine's too much, folks. 7,500. <laughs> Even lower. Even lower. Uh, no, fourteen thousand. Oh my god, that's so much! Right, that is but a it's lot of money. Half, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, it is half the price at Toyota. Import export business. They don't have like different there. valves and stuff. I don't think so. They add all the other stuff on afterwards. Well, they have to have different compression stuff to have a supercharger, right? I don't believe so. I think <laughs> they pride themselves on it being a Toyota part that they then add things to. But think, think twenty eight to fourteen, so fourteen grand more. Huh? I mean, regardless, there's not that much. Even if there's different valves, and right? Stuff, you it's could, not you, yeah. fourteen grand of wiggle yeah, room yeah, is a yeah. lot. I can build. <laughs> yeah. I can. I can just buy two motors. Buy That's multiple. crazy. I know. Isn't that ridiculous? Engines. Sorry. Engine. Where Where are you looking up these part numbers for? for uh, this is a guy prices. I follow on Twitter. Um, I, you know, I don't even know how to say it. Bozzy Tatarevic? Oh, yeah, Bozzy. Bozzy. Oh, that's yeah. the guy that yeah. Farrell talks about. He's like with... Uh... He does a pit crew for sports car racing, and then he does some writing and stuff. Is he with Road and Track or yeah, something? I think he writes for Road and Track. Yeah, but he's, he's also like all about research, right? Like yes, he goes super deep, shit, and yeah. he'll have stuff like this all the time where it's a Aston Martin turn signal switch, and he finds out that it's actually a Ford Focus part number with just like a different little like cap on it. And it's nine dollars at Ford, and it's like nineteen hundred dollars at Aston Martin. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Well, and then I yeah. think he specifically saved Matt Farah like thousands of dollars because he needed an alternator for his uh, Vantage, yeah, for his Vanquish rather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it wasn't an alternator, and I think uh, it was a Ford so. part number. It sounds right. It was the same he exact thing. He was going thing. deep on the new Supra and comparing part numbers to the BMW catalog. Yeah. And really going down to, you know, bolt sizes and what really is the difference. And there's so little difference in suspension. Mm -hmm. It's like one uh, angle is different on the shock setup or something like very, very, very minor. Everything else is the same. Control arms. Yeah. Uh, all the hardware. Are they all BMW too, the suspension components? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was looking at C8 uh, stuff for all-wheel drive configuration. And so anyways... Interesting. Cool. It's at the at Hoonable. Hoonable. On Twitter. Hoonable. Everything's Hoonable. Everything's Hoonable. Nice. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 So something Scott Pruitt has never done, probably, I'm guessing, is to go up and accept an award for his arch enemies.